wonder, wonder, wonder why they don't like me, baby. Pride is on me, yeah, I'm clean, lady. Yeah, yeah, they testing for the fashion. All these motherfucking niggas, they be capping. I already said I'm point, point. I'm finna eat a sensu bean. I'm so skinny, so I guess I'm mean. Young fly nigga. I want a girl that has a passion A type of girl that fits her fashion Why the look at her eyes distracted Plus, plus the pink though, it's like a caption We both know the truth, I wanted you There were signs like this, I wish I ain't We both know the truth, I wanted you Welcome back to the podcast, Senora Vibes And I am in season 11 It is a new season, it is different, it's unique We're changing it up, it's a new rebranding I just think it's just it's just necessary for, for my growth And for everything that's going on in the world And what's going on in my world I find that, uh, you know, when I do a little bit of a, a change up It just gives me like a new energy um, But today I'm going to be introducing you to somebody that's very special to me and someone that just, you know, just brings um, a, a breath of freshness to my life. And so I'm going to introduce you to my friend, Yaneth Martel. And she and I have been friends for 10 years now, Yaneth. Wow, I can't believe how fast <laughs> time has gone. No, it's been 10 years. It's 2013. Wow. And Yaneth and I were, met, were introduced through a mutual friend and... Um, Interesting enough, we both just disconnected from that mutual friend. That's true. <laughs> and we stayed friends together. <laughs> we were just meant we were just meant to be brought together by that person. I know. I know. You know, but when I met you, I just figured like, oh, it's just gonna be one of those things like you meet somebody on a night and then but I connected with you for some reason. I don't I'm not sure why. Oh, we connected because we our kids were in Montessori schools. Yes. Both of our kids were in Montessori schools. And also we connected because of travel. Yes. I had just come back from the travel right. sabbatical. And, yes. And then I found out how much you love traveling. Yeah. And yeah. we just fell in love with each other. I, think. I know. We did. We <laughs> and did. And our families too. <laughs> we fell in love with each other. And then our husbands met and they loved each other. And I think it was just like a beautiful connection. And then when... um. When this mutual friend just had drama, we were just talking about drama right now. We we're just talking about people who like love drama. I think this girl who connected us loved drama. I think she liked it. Maybe, <laughs> but I think we immediately identified that yeah. that was not what we wanted. Right. And um, because, you know, I think both of us think um, a little different and we always want to be yeah. authentic mm -hmm. with our life, mm -hmm. with our relationships and I felt that you were very authentic, so I, I definitely gravitated to you, and we just it was yeah. natural for us to just kind of go on our own path. You know what's interesting about that friend, particular friend, was that she was introduced to me through someone else that I really didn't know very well. So that introduction led to this introduction, led to you. Oh wow! But I didn't know her very well when I met you. To be honest, I only had met her maybe twice. So when we got together and she brought you to this event, or she invited you to something we were doing, I'm not sure, we were out I of the bar. I think we just went out to dinner. To a bar or something, to a dinner. And then I really didn't know her very well either. Like, I was just not a fan. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, I just knew her and she invited us. Out. Oh, by the way, she used to invite us every Friday. Which was like, why is she inviting us every Friday out? You know what I thought was interesting? What? I felt like our worlds were meant to connect. Yeah, because even that evening 
we realized that we had a very special person in common. We did, yes. And we had. What are the odds of that? Was <laughs> this other right. person that I had not seen in a long time? And then you know, it was part of my um, first work work experience, I should say, or mm-hmm. my first career. And he was a very important part of that yes. part of my life. Mm-hmm. And then turns out that. He was someone you knew as well. Yeah, and we knew him for a long time, somebody we really liked too. And I don't know, you tell me, do you feel like sometimes um, people are brought into your life or you meet somebody that you were supposed to meet, you just don't realize it until years later? I think so. I think that we go through different seasons. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that the right people come at the right time for us. And um, it. You know, I think that our meeting was a time of transition in our lives, both yes, you and me. That is so true. And I think we were trying to make sense of our next step, our mm-hmm. you know what, how mm-hmm. we were going to reinvent ourselves, and what we wanted out of life. And with our experiences in travel, we we knew we wanted meaningful work. Yes. Um. So I think it was wonderful because I could share those things with you and you understood mm-hmm. you know where I was coming from totally. as opposed to maybe someone that was not in that transitional period no we were definitely transitioning I remember 2013 was a transition year for me I do remember that and it's a year that I always think about because I was looking to have my own business and I really wanted to find my own way and really just sort of like separate from not separate from my family but just kind of assert my independence more as a woman um, and not so much as a mom because I was always like the mom, the the wife, the supporter, and I needed to do something for myself on my own. Right. I remember that. And mm-hmm. I remember being inspired by your creativeness mm-hmm. because I had come from such a strict black and white regulated world right. of financial advising. That's true. And my world was always, you know, rules, regulations, like it had to be a certain way. And the creative part of me was kind of hidden in the back, I think, at that moment. Or it wasn't as out as as maybe yeah. I I might have wished. So you inspired me to to step outside a little bit of my comfort zone and not think of myself like I'm just the numbers and, you know, rules girl. Yeah, no. And but for me, you what you give me is a sense of like let go of things. Because I don't get let go of things very easily. I tend to stick to things very hard. I'm like very hard-headed about so much. But I think one thing about you that I've always admired and always loved about you is that you you see things as they come, you absorb them, and you let them go, and you let them be. I don't. I see things as they come, and I, I, I internalize them. And then I go through them forever in my mind, in my heart. And I'm like, oh, I should have done this. I should have that. Like my mind is always like trying to analyze everything. And when I'm around you, I realize that, okay, I don't have to do that. I can just see something, absorb it, realize what it is and let it go. Which is what you do so well that I wish I could do that more. And I'm, I try, I try, but I'm so trained. I think we're conditioned to be a certain way for for years. Well, I think I, I think you're right. We get stuck in our in a way of thinking. Yeah. But I as you were saying that, I was thinking back, you know, well, for me, because I came from this very, you know, uh structured mm-hmm. way of, of uh work environment mm-hmm. and 
and career. Uh, but I think internally, I'm a free spirit. So yes. I feel like that's where that yes. balance comes from. And I think you were always too. Also, you were on the creative side, but you also have that sense of duty and responsibility. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where your analyzing comes from. And and I, what I gained from that is because you helped me think about things mm-hmm. a little bit more. Oh, I was just saying, <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> so you give me a little stability in well, that sense. You know so what? We help each other. Yeah, yeah, no. I definitely wish I could just be more free spirit. I really do. I really do want that day when I'm just so more free spirit. I think you are. I think you I'm are. getting there. I think I'm getting there, but I, I just struggle so much with like anal- over analyzing everything, overthinking everything and um, I have to be in charge of everything. And if I'm not in charge of everything, I'm not comfortable. Mm-hmm. I think it's just, we're, we're both older yeah. kids. So we probably have that in common. Like we like to take charge and we like to like set parameters, like boundaries. Like, I'm just like, I'm not doing that. I'm doing this. I'm not doing that. I'm doing this. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They definitely make you see life different. <laughs> I, know, I know. I know. But let's talk about it. Let's talk about why you're here today. Cause we could talk about ourselves forever. I do know that you're an Aries and I'm a Leo. Yeah. So we're both fire signs. So yeah, we can talk about <laughs> ourselves and analyze ourselves to True. death. And <laughs> we the, love doing yes. it. Yes. <laughs> and you know, that's why we have fun when we go out. Cause we're both extroverts. We both right. love socializing. We both are social butterflies. We love meeting people. We absorb people's energy. And then we're like, we love it. Like, I, I love do. that too. Like, we're I both do. in that way. I don't have to drag you anywhere. I don't have to like beg you, please come out. Please meet people with me. I need you to go. And you're like, nope, I'm there. I got you. I'm, I'm there. What do you, what, where are we going? Where are we going? What are we doing? What are we wearing? I'm like, yes, come, come with me because I don't have to beg you to come out because you're, you're a social butterfly. Just like me, we're very fire signs. We're very like um, people, people, people. And right? you know what, Alicia? We love people. We love people. But yes. not only do we love going out and meeting people, we love introducing people to each other. Yes. And I true. love that because You're I think. You're such a good connector, too. That is, for me, it makes me so happy when I can connect you with yep. someone yep. that's going yep. to help you in one way or another because of a conversation we've had in the past that you might say, hey, I'm looking for someone that can do this. In my mind, I'm like, oh, I need her to meet XYZ. And I love doing that because I love seeing my friends connect because I, I guess at the end of the day, that just makes it a big humongous, you know, that's a gathering. gift. That's a gift, though, <laughs> Yaneth, because not everybody can make those connections and see things, you know, like you do. You see yeah. something in someone and you see a connection in someone. You're like, oh, those two need to be together. Some people say that, but they fail. It's true major fail because I've had people who are trying to connect me with someone that would be good for this good for that and it's completely not gonna work and not gonna happen but you really do have like a sense is it a fifth sense is it a sixth sense I don't know is it a sixth I like sense? it <laughs> I don't know sure it. but Yaneth is here today because she's definitely you know she's a powerhouse in the Houston community she's definitely um, in tune with what what's happening in the Hispanic community in Houston, for sure. Someone who keeps abreast of all the things that are happening, all the historical things that are happening in our city. She's um, involved in so many different community events, um, 
She connects people within politics, in business, in the financial sector, um, someone who knows investments, someone who knows the financial literacy world like nobody's business, and can do it in two languages, by the way, and flawlessly, because I've seen her speak in Spanish in front of a TV, and I'm like amazed that she can do that, because it is like a flawless <laughs> presentation. I wish I could do that, but I cannot and your spanish is like so beautiful um and it's it's just elevated it's not simple or basic you definitely know what you're talking about so yanez tell everybody why you're here and then a little bit about like um your background and how you got to this point okay sure uh well thank you and i should say spanish was my first language maybe that's why um it sounds a little bit different and i learned English. And mm. then um, then later, as I grew up, I realized I needed to practice Spanish a little more. Yes. And I got the opportunity to do that with my work. But the reason I'm here is because I am I wanted to share, you know, I always share good news with you. You do. So I definitely wanted to share some very important news. And it's just I'm so honored to be working with a very historic project that marks that's going to be marking and marks a legacy in the Houston Hispanic community. So I um, have taken a, a position with as a consultant as a project manager with C60 Inc. And they are a nonprofit organization mm -hmm. that has a mission to really empower and really encourage and promote the study of the, his, the historic contributions of the Hispanic community in the general Houston area or in the greater Houston yeah. area. So a lot of the work that they are doing is work that speaks to my heart. It's things that I'm passionate about, which is always, you know, finding ways to find stories and uh, really promote people that look like me yeah, and have done well for themselves or want to get to that next step in life, whether it's in business, whether it's education, mm -hmm. whatever it is that mm -hmm. they're pursuing. So a lot of the mission that C60 is involved with, um, it's exactly that. So it's just increasing awareness, you know, uh, really making sure that we're involved in cultural and educational events. And most importantly, is to pres preserve and really promote the history that's here in Houston. So I think wow. a, a lot of us don't realize that we just mm -hmm. have such rich history in the Houston area specifically, but of course, all in Texas. So Glad I, you're mentioning that. Yeah. And I feel like it's an education for me as well. You know, um, so the reason I really am here is to tell you a little bit about the projects that we're working with yes. through C60. C60 stands for Council 60. So the historic Council 60 of LULAC, which is the League of United Latin American Citizens, mm -hmm began so long ago, their work here in the Houston area. So this particular chapter or council, uh, Council 60, mm -hmm. has been around for almost 100 years. And they've done a lot of work um, in the community, in helping promote education in the Latino community, in helping grow wealth, in helping acquire homes or, or helping Hispanics with home ownership, uh, jobs, a lot of different projects. So there's a little tiny home in Midtown. Okay. And, and it's so cute. Well, right now it's not as cute as I, I envision it, but it is right on Bagby Street. 
And this particular place has such significance in the history of this council that we are working to make sure that it's brought back to life and that it can serve the community again. So Council 60 did a lot of of their very important work in this particular clubhouse back in the 50s and 60s. Uh Uh-huh. So a lot of the work that they did was, you know, when you look back in history, it's there's a lot of work that has to do with uh, the Mexican-American movement. And it was work um, that was done inside of this little white uh, little house on Bagby Street mm-hmm. that was like planting the seeds for greater things that became things that you might have heard of Head Start. Yes. Uh, Sarah Jobs, which is a nationwide organization now that started out with a collaboration with the U.S. Navy to help employ veterans coming back um, to the workforce. So Sarah is a, a great example of some of the work that they did. Um, and then, of course, uh, some of the planning was done in that house of the invitation to get President John F. Kennedy to visit right. um, the LULAC director's ball at the rice hotel the night before he went on to dallas oh um so there was a lot of history in this house so some of the people in the community you know took special interest and we didn't want this part of our culture our history to just be torn down because Mm -hmm. at some Mm -hmm. point Mm -hmm. the house just you know was not upkept and it kind of uh, um started it needed more repairs and, and it became after Harvey. I mean, it, after time, it just deteriorates. It deteriorates. And, you know, a different involvement in the community as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, during Harvey, there was a lot of restoration that needed to be done because of, of the damage that it had. But there was a lot of work that was put in. Mm-hmm. And because of the work of these people in the community, it's actually one of two national treasures in the Houston area. Wow. So this is a very important designation because yeah. this designation as a national treasure makes sure and and the national treasure designation is uh, given to us by the national trust for historic preservation at a national level right so this means so it's recognized nationally exactly okay and what does that mean well it means that we can't tear it down Mm -hmm. it means we need to preserve Mm -hmm. it it Mm -hmm. means um it's an icon for us, or at least that's what we want it to become. Mm-hmm. It'll become a place. It's like a symbol. A symbol. Mm-hmm. A symbol of all the work that mm-hmm. was done mm-hmm. to get us to where we are. Yeah. And it's like a nod to those people that that had a vision. Yes. And um, our my job um, with C60 and the people of C60 Inc. And, and the work we're doing with the clubhouse is to have the doors open again. For it to become a symbol of Hispanic pride yes. for us to go be able to go in there and learn more about the history. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't have the background of Mexican-American. I'm Salvadorian. My husband's Cuban. But the work that was done by the Mexican-Americans in the early days, in the 50s and 60s, yes, um, paved the way for the rest of the countries from Latin America to come and, and be able to kind of make their own little history here in the city of Houston. So it's going to be an exciting project. Um, we definitely are at the beginning phases as far as the renovations that are going to be going on inside of the actual house. But the vision is to have a, a beautiful garden where the community can come out mm-hmm. you know, on the outside part of it. Some some art that represents our history. Yeah. And in the inside, we're going to have meeting space for 
the historic council to meet, but we're also going to open it up to the public with oh, wow. more information on history, like have a little cafe. It just we want it to be a space where people come together yes. and share those ideas for it to be a safe space. If you're an entrepreneur to come in and maybe take advantage of a program that we have available oh. that will help you grow your business. You know, at the end, Alicia, the mission, which I think is one we share, is we want to help people grow in wealth. We want them to understand everything there is to understand about becoming um, that citizen of the U.S. that that thrives and where the opportunities are. We want to be able to guide them through programming that we'll have available, but also it'll be a space where they can feel prideful of their history. You know, I'm so glad that you mentioned that because I know that I'm always looking for opportunities and I know other moms out there that are looking for opportunities to to teach their children about the history, their history, not only the history of um, the of, of where they were born, but just right. before that, right. you know, and why we are where we are. And I think we're always looking for opportunities to say, look, let's go, let's go check this place out. Let's learn a little bit about this and this movement. I think for me, especially like if with my two boys, I'm always looking for ways to just bring in our culture and bring in some sort of um, uh, connection to the city. Right. So I think that's important. That's really important. I think so too. And, and I think that teaching them that civic engagement and yes. teaching them why it's important, because I think as we look onto the future, we need to know where we came from. So mm -hmm. we need to really be um, aware of who we are and what we bring to the table and, uh, you know, be proud of that because, right. you know, a lot, I'm an immigrant myself, so I came here, didn't know English, mm -hmm. but, you know, to this day, my parents, and I believe this is the best country in the world, mm -hmm. but why is it that? It's because mm -hmm. there's so much opportunity yes. and it's up to us to take advantage of that opportunity, but I think one of the ways that you can realize how great that opportunity is, is to understand where you came from, what, what the work that the people before mm -hmm. us have done mm -hmm. so that we can have those opportunities. Um, otherwise, we might not have them. No, and I think that's an important point to make because it is important for us to know um, where we're coming from because then we know where we're going. Right. I think there is that connection that's so important. No. So there's there's a rehabilitation going on in the house right now, and you are looking. I know that you're always looking to fundraise. You're um, wanting to make connections with the community. What is going on with um, the 60th anniversary? Yes. So you're right. We are um, inviting anyone out there that's listening that um, wants to be a part of this project. Um, we are looking for funding uh, continual, uh, to continue the work done in, in this uh, project. But one of the things that we are doing is because our mission really is to bring cultural uh, events to our community. So we have some great partnerships that we have established. And right now we are working and promoting our um, 60th anniversary of President John F. Kennedy's visit wow. to the Rice Hotel specifically to the LULAC Director's Ball. Wow. So if you can, you know, place yourself back in that time frame. Mm -hmm. 60 years ago. Right. 60 years ago, the world was very different. In Houston, everything was a mm -hmm. little bit different. But there was this historic council that 
made some sort of impression on the sitting president of the United States, mm -hmm. so much so that he decided to stop at their event that they were holding wow. at the Rice Hotel, mm -hmm. which was, you know, a sitting president for the first time acknowledging um, a Hispanic civic organization mm -hmm. um, was a very big deal. Absolutely. Now, unfortunately, a lot of that story hasn't been told um, as much because the next day, you know, as you know, unfortunately, his fateful journey to yeah. Dallas where he is assassinated. Shot to death. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So the focus was on that. Mm -hmm. But we want to take a step back into history. And um, there was so much beautiful things that were happening that evening. We're working with the Heritage Society. Mm -hmm. And this is the first time, I think, that they are having a bilingual exhibit wow. in honor of uh, Hispanic Heritage Month. So we're really honored to partner up with them. And we're bringing a lot of the documents that were handwritten by the Kennedys. Unbelievable. So we've worked with the Kennedy um, yeah. uh, Presidential Library. And some of the people that are working on this project, I'm just in awe of, you know, I'm just like a little girl in a history class. It feels oh, like it's a me. national project. It's a national icon. Exactly. Something that ties us to the president forever. Exactly. That you could never take away. History is history. You can't erase it. Exactly. So it's going to be a celebration of that evening. Okay. And the significance of that evening. Oh, wow. And so we have a lot of uh, timepieces from that event. Um, that evening, Jackie Kennedy gave a speech in Spanish. She addressed. She yes. I know she spoke French. Did she speak Spanish as well? We believe she did speak Spanish. Oh, wow. Actually, a real interesting tidbit <laughs> that I want to share with you because you're, um, <laughs> I think you would appreciate this. No, a I'm a fact. huge Jackie O person. Like, I love everything about her. <laughs> me too. I feel like I was telling you, I feel like it's full circle for me because mm -hmm. I always was obsessed with their story. Me too. And just like, you know, her gowns and, yes. and the... The impact she had in the White House to me right. was like huge. Right. It was, she was very <laughs> cultural driven. Very cultural so driven. She wanted to connect world with us as yes, well so yes. a fun fact providencia paredes was from the dominican republic and she was her personal assistant this is one of the things we were able to find um she's believed to be the first latina to work in the white house's inner circle mm -hmm. and that was back during their presidency so she so we're talking early 1960s correct yeah. So it, that's kind of huge to have someone that that um, to have, you know, a, a high position within the inner circle of the presidency. And of course, you know, some of the, her gowns and things like that. I know that she was inspired from designers from around the world. Yes. But also she, you know, I know that some of the things that were important to her is she wanted we found she wanted her kids to speak Spanish Um. And why was it significant, really, was because it was just the validation and understanding that at that time, Mexican-Americans in, in um, America had a rich culture and they wanted to really recognize their, mm -hmm. the community's mm -hmm. contributions. Um, but it was just uh, a really interesting yes. discovery to go through some of those historical documents. And I want to invite everyone to come out because... 
I think you're going to learn so much um, just about what was happening at that time. Yes. And um, it's going to, the exhibit starts, it will open up to the public September 16th. Okay. So a week from, almost about a week from now. Yeah, almost, yeah. September 16th, and it'll go on until January 15th. It is at the Heritage Society, which is right in downtown. Right. Yes. Um, yes. The Heritage Society is, I have an address right here, 2012 Dallas Street, Houston, Texas, 77002. Bagby, 1100 Bagby Street, Houston, Texas, 77002. But there's going to be parking, wherever you want to go. It is an exhibit curated by Michaela Selly. Um, it is through the Heritage Society and with Lulac Houston. With 16 years of the milestone JFK visit with LULAC in Houston. And I think, you know, for the audience, for the people that are out there and you're looking for ways to connect history with with today, with our kids, I think that it's such a big moment and a big opportunity for you to just bring your kids to view this, to say that. And then I would bring in, you know, what JFK or his or Jackie you know, meant to us as growing up, because here's the thing, we were, we were not alive when they were, you know, in office. This is in early 1960s. I was born in 75. Right. Obviously I wasn't around for that, but their impact, their story, who they were, what they meant to the community, the things that they did, um, who she was as a first lady impacted me as a person because I read about her. I learned about her. Um, and then one book led to another book and then to an- another book. And now at this stage in, you know, 2023, I'll go and watch YouTube channels or, you know, I'll tell my kids about it. And and I don't think you ever forget something that was meaningful to you and something that um, it touched you in, in a way or another. Yes, absolutely. And, and, and again, I, I was telling you earlier, I feel like I keep pinching myself that I'm, I'm just so honored to work on, on this project that represents so much in history. And of course, this particular part of, of the event we're holding, um, just to be able to see some of these things, like, I think to see them in person, to see her handwritten notes, um, because it right. meant that you know, this wasn't a stop that was just like, oh, I guess we'll stop here. You know, yeah. this was a, a, a very thought out stop. And her taking the time to write. It meant something. It meant something. And her speaking, listening, uh, you know, painting the picture. If you look at these old pictures, um, it's, you know, prominent Hispanic business owners because the people that belonged to LULAC during that time were people um, that were, you know, attorneys, were people that were very well connected within the greater Houston area yeah. and business. Right. And they were hosting their event at the Rice Hotel. So um, you could see everyone dressly, you know, dressed so sharply. The, the ladies just mm-hmm. looked beautiful. Mm-hmm. And of course she looked beautiful, but we, there's one picture that really captivates my attention. It's a little girl that's dressed in like a traditional Mexican little skirt. Oh, okay. So we are going to have that skirt. At the exhibit for you to see it. But I think that's, it's just beautiful that someone thought, let's preserve this. This is so special. And then they had the mariachi surrounding them. They gave a speech and, you know, it was a special evening just because it was the first time 
that we can tell. It's a milestone, you know, in, in civil sure. rights story sure. of the Hispanic um, people here in Houston. But it was the first time that they were felt seen. And, and that in itself is so important. And that in itself is so important. That is so true. And I think that's why um, today's moms, today's um, leaders are always trying to look back into history to see what we can learn and what we can capture from history. Um, and I do know as a young girl learning about Jackie O and look, there's a book, there's a book about fashion and film and she's in that book. I love That's it. Audrey Hepburn, but yeah. she's in that book for sure. Because to me, you know, as a young girl living in the inner city of Houston, who would have ever thought, you know, that I could aspire to be like Jackie O. But I learned a lot about her and I learned a lot from her. Um, her style, her way of um, approaching problems. Um, people always just think about, well, yeah, but she was, you know, cheated on and she, but that doesn't matter. That's right. irrelevant to who she was as a person. You know what I'm right. saying? I think she's diminished because of what people around her did, mm -hmm. but her as a woman, she was a fabulous writer. Mm -hmm. She was an editor. She was a worldly woman. She knew where she, what she wanted and where she wanted to go in her life. Yeah. I think for a girl like me in the inner city, embracing those attitudes and embracing that boldness that she had and said, oh, I'm going to do whatever I want to do. You know, yes, I agree. I, I think what I, what I always got from her is that sense of poise and classy style. Yes. Like I, when I look at a picture of her and like you said, people around her and maybe the world around her going Mm -hmm. At a thousand miles an hour and mm -hmm. so much chaos. But right. if you look at her, she's always the calm in the middle of whatever storm. So I have always, you know, admired that because I always feel like, how can I stay that calm? And because when you stay calm, going back to our conversation yes. from the beginning, when we stay calm, then we're able and let go of those things. We're right. able to to still go ahead and accomplish the goals we want to. Mm -hmm. So I think that she used that as a superpower to be able it to stay calm in any situation. Like so I think true. of, you know, his assassination and the funeral and how very poised she is. Like I couldn't imagine having that strength to, you know, walk my two young children behind my husband, regardless of I know. whether he's the president or not. Yes. Just the, the gratitude, like the graveness of it, you know. Yes. So anyway, I always admired that and just her class. Like she was an unconventional beauty and um, she, I feel like that there's so much to learn about that, especially in our world now where everything is so absolutely, um, absolutely different. It's like you have to look a certain way. Um, she didn't look the way that maybe people in that time frame supposed yeah, to look yeah. so that's why she well no the president's wives look like like um lady bird johnson right. it was um uh nixon's wife um i can't remember her name or it was right. the other wife that were right. they were very matronly and she came in looking svelte beautiful with french designers american designers she brought a sense of like i know who i am and you either take it or leave it. This right. is who I am, right? But for sure, a poise, a class, 
um, a sense of herself that didn't apologize for being who she was. And that's what um, he loved about her. That's what John F. Kennedy loved about her was that she was authentically herself. She didn't have to pretend to be matronly or presidential looking she was who she was and she brought that to the white house which is what i think you and i gravitate to right that she set her parameters and she set her tone she's like i'm gonna come in this is who i am this is what i do and 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 i think i think for girls growing up young in in a place where you don't have money you don't have you know the cultural experiences that jackie o had or you know she had all the tutors and she had the money and she had the family the horses (laughs) the horse riding all of that i think what you gravitate to is the fact that you can become her Mm -hmm. by doing by reading Right. By traveling, it doesn't have to do travel abroad, just by traveling outside of your little circle, by learning about other people, um, dressing a little bit more classy without, you know, looking like, you know, you, you don't belong. But just, right. you know, there's a there is a there is a sense of yourself that you capture about Jackie O. Right. I, I And I love that about her. And, too. and I love like her story, even, you know, outside of, of uh, the exhibit we're doing, but just as she grew older, came mm-hmm. into herself and the right and, you know, who she became as an older woman. Right. I think it still carried her um, the same style, the same poise, the same um, sense of of knowing or maybe she didn't know, you know, maybe she was searching like the rest of us. Yeah. But it was, it still gave you that feeling that, you know, even if I don't know exactly what's happening next, I'm going to so true. be um, secure in myself and I'm going to go on to the next step. I love that. I think it's going to be fun. And I really hope that you can. I know you'll be there. Oh, I'm definitely <laughs> going to be there. So tell everybody how they can uh, come and get tickets or, you know, for September 16th, how they can start going. Yes. So the event will open up to the public on September 16th. It is $5 admission. Um, it's at a 1100 Bagby, the Heritage Society. They have free parking. So it is downtown, but don't worry. There's free parking literally across the street. Oh, fantastic. So you can get there. Um, you just come in. They're open Tuesday through Saturday, 10 to 4. And um, we are going to have some events coming up that we'll continue to announce. There's going to be um, a speaking panel that we're going to have some historians come and be a part of so it'll we'll have more um information about that that's happening in november i believe there's going to be some history tours with mr mckinney really Uh, yes oh my gosh i love that (laughs) and and of course you know i'm just in awe of michaela um michaela uh, mika is just such a wonderful um historian and she has done so much work in curating this for us Um, And she's just an extraordinary person to know. And and her passion for history is so infectious. But um, I want to also say a quick thank you to our sponsors. Yes. You know, as you know, nothing can be done without collaborating with other people. So um, our our sponsors right now, uh, Constellation Energy has been one of is our platinum sponsor. And HEB. Oh, HEB. Oh, HEB is always amazing with all of these things. I know they they have done such a good company. They're such um, 
a great sponsor. And, and we have, um, of course, a historic council, 60. We also have um, a, some, a few law firms. So for more information on, on our sponsors, I want you to go online. You can go and visit our website. If you go into the heritagesociety.org, you'll be able to take a look at that um, information of as far as the the um, exhibit, the Times, and um, Mr. McKinney's bus is also a sponsor, and so is Arte Publico and Identity Plus LLC. Um, Fabulous. So, and of course, the Houston Library, which has donated so many wonderful things to us as well. So if I left anyone out, thank you. No, this is an amazing project and such a wonderful thing for the city of Houston. And if you're out there and you're thinking, what can I do to take the kids, take the family? This is a great opportunity for you to just go out there and support the city of Houston, support the historical um, projects, events, things that we have going on, because we really need that. And we need to, I don't know, I don't know about you, Yaneth, but I do hold very dear history um, and the lessons that history has taught us because I think we forget and we keep moving forward and in the future. But for me, um, it is our roots. It is where we come from. It's what we hold on to when things are a little cray cray in the world. You know, you kind of go back and you try to like capture something and hold on to something that's going to be sturdy. And I know for me in history, it's been my culture, my history, um, the city of Houston, which I'm obsessed with. And I grew up in the North side. So I'm very much, you know, in it and love it. And I want my kids to know more about it because I think sometimes with social media, they lose touch of history and the books and the people, and it's all very in the now. Right. Um, it's an important thing to keep our kids, um, really in tune with, with what, happened in the past and how we can learn from that and history can be fun it doesn't it's not boring like once once you present it it's all about how we present it you know to our kids or or even what we think about ourselves like we can't put ourselves in you know middle school history class and just think that it's going to be like however your vision of it is it it's living you know Mm -hmm. It, it, Mm -hmm. it it carries so much so um you know, if you have any questions, you can always reach out to me. Perfect. I would love for you to be a part of this um, and just come explore and, and learn more a little bit about not only that special evening, but also, of course, of the work we're doing with the clubhouse and um, any other projects going around in the Houston area. Perfect. And all of the information, how you can get in touch with the NF, how you can get in touch with the Historical Society, with LULAC, it's going to be on the description. So you're going to be able to just tap on that and the link will send you straight to where you want to know and where you want to go. Yaneth, it's been a pleasure. Thank, thank you for you. being here. I'm so excited that I finally have you on the show. Oh, thank you. And I love that it's <laughs> it's to talk about something that we are both passionate Very about. Pa- yes, yes. So One day you. we'll just do like a whole episode on Jackie O. I think so. And we'll have wine or something. I, th- I think we're going to probably bore everybody on like how Jackie O is so important to us. But <laughs> no, but we could totally do that. I I do see that happening in our future. Her and Diana, Princess Diana. Yes, Princess Diana is another. Oh, my gosh. Yes, we could go into it. Deep, 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 deep dive in there. 
Thank you, everybody. And please keep an eye on that and go to the description to see any links. And if there's anything else you need, any information, don't hesitate to DM us. We're ready to, you know, to see what you're, where you are and what you want to see and what you want to know. Thank you, Yana. Thank you so much for having me. Love you. Love you too.